0: Hi. Hey, Julian, this is Kaylee from Pony Pros.
1: Hey, hi, Kaylee, how
0: are you? (laughs) I'm good, how are you? Good, thank you. Awesome. Well, I just wanted to ask you some questions about Liberty with Cavalia and a little bit of your history so we can get to know you better.
1: Of course. Um, I was for Cavalia, I was working with Cavalia for the last 10 years. Um, Before that, I was in France. I worked on movies and different theme parks. And other company. And then uh, Cavalier just called me and asked me if I wanted to join, and I joined in um, Atlanta. Atlanta was my first city.
0: Oh, awesome. And uh, was Liberty the primary thing that you did for Cavalier? I think I've also seen you trick riding and Roman riding.
1: I've been hired uh, mostly at the beginning as a trick rider. Uh, then I started to walk with the horse. Um, his name was Junior. He was my trick riding horses. He was really fast and very nervous. And I just wanted to find a way to cool him down, just like to try to make a connection between him and I. And the purpose was never to put him in a show. It was just to increase the bond between him and me and um, and just try to perform trick riding uh, the best I could. And uh, by just working with him and just on different... Um, Disciplines. I just find that liberty was the best to just get in to cool down and to just connect with me, and that helped me for everything else.
0: Wow, that's really cool. Um, and he—he's the big paint that we see in photos. That's right. Awesome. Um, so, what what sort of techniques did you start with with him? Uh, given that he was originally a trick tr- trick riding horse
1: um so i first started to learn a bit about ethology and natural horsemanship when i was in france because i kind of find myself in the same situation i was walking in the temple it's called la mer de sable in france it's really close to paris and then um, i was walking with that horse who was very nervous uh, he refused to eat he was not even able to just walk he was trotting and passing all the time and the only way that i can feed him was, was by my hand So every day, for like twice a day, I was feeding him with my hands to make sure that he can eat a bit. And then Mm -hmm. um, I asked around, and then I met a natural mentioned trainer, and then they they told me a few tricks uh, to ameliorate that connection. So when I arrived in Cavalier, I wanted to do the same thing with that horse, Junior, who was my trick-riding horse, and then I started developing my own technique.
0: Wow, that's a cool story. So the horse that wouldn't eat, um, you were you saying that you like worked with the horse with your hands like you did massage or what was it
1: um i just i just started by observing him um i would just say that everything like hands and um hand sticks archers, everything is just um they're just um accessories the best you can do at first it just watch your horse, looking at him, spending time with him, not asking him anything, just, like, trying to figure what does he like, what does he don't like, what makes him scared, what makes him feel safe. So that was primarily, like, that's what I did primarily for, like, at least two years.
0: Wow. And with the one horse, it took two years to be able to ride the horse?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, of course, um, I I had to do my job, so... Uh, it was very interesting to see the improvement on a daily basis uh, of just spending time with him and just try to connect and see the immediate results on my work.
0: Yeah. Wow. And when you were working with the horse, did you start out in like the horse's stall or arena?
1: Uh, pasture actually.
0: Oh, pasture. Okay.
1: Well, yeah, I mean that's. Yeah, gonna... just... Just being able to like, see them in a more natural environment, um, I hate enclosure. I'm really not a big fan of wrong paint. I'm really not a big fan of everything. We just like create like, a small space for the horse. I do not believe that horses feel safe in those conditions, and then they don't feel themselves. So I actually spend a lot of time outside.
0: Wow. That's pretty neat. Um, when you were working with the horse in the pasture, were there other horses in the pasture also?
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely.
0: Wow. That had to make it a little bit harder.
1: Um, It does make it maybe harder to get the connection, but so much rewarding.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What type of work, uh, is it a lot of like approach and retreat or asking the horse to follow or how do you, does it just totally depend on the horse?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, at the beginning, I think if the base are good so what i'm calling the base is um making sure that the horse feels safe around you then it's feel protected uh i didn't i'm not like a big fan of the world leader or um or master but i like to be like a safe place for the horse where it feels and if feels around you it can be comfortable and it can be protected um and also by being strong then they would give them easier than trust to you so that's how I like to work. And then after that, when you have like those foundation, when you have those principle, when the horse feels good around you, when you start to have a good drawing up, respect. Respect also is a very big thing. Like the horse has to respect your, um, your space, like you have to respect his space too. And then when you know that, you can still be curious about his environment, but always keep his focus on you. Then you can start to work. Everything else after that come very, very easy.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Does it take a lot of time?
1: Um I would say it depends of uh of the horse, it would depend on the trainer also. Um I think with good foundation, so like a good foundation can take like two weeks, maybe a month. Uh-huh. Um but then when that is done, then everything becomes very simple. Uh, I had that horse recently, one of the last ones that I trained for Cavalier. His name uh, is Zip. And uh, he was doing trick riding and Roman riding. Same thing. was very nervous. I put like maybe two or three months to, um, to training, to just like getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. Then when I like, actually start to work on the tricks that I will use in the show, it just takes me two weeks to bring him into the show and do like a consistent job for like three years in a row.
0: Holy cow! That's really fast. It is. Yeah. Wow! Wow! That's amazing. Um, how do you usually like elicit the behaviors for the tricks?
1: Um, for the tricks, first of all, I never use ropes. I never use. Um, I don't. I'm not a big fan of treats um, either. Like I find them useful in some uh, conflictual situation, but if you respect the horse, like. The main thing is just like taking our time. More we take our time, more we save time finally. Being able to just stop at the right moment. It's all about timing. So uh, what I like to do is just like walk by willingness and just try to see what the horse propose. What does he want to do today? What does he like to do in general? And then when you start to work with that, then everything comes together.
0: Yeah. I think I heard once that... Um... The Spanish riding school horses mostly have like one specific air above the ground that they're doing. Um, when you're w- when you train the horses for cavalia, are you getting a lot of different types of airs?
1: We do. Uh, we do have to um make sure that it is hard to live with horses on tour. We um we try to give our best, and uh, I think the pattern that we found was make sure that horses can do everything. Um, wow. so we make them to jump we make them doing trick riding, roman riding liberty, dressage so they're never bored um, yeah. we do not like to just close them into one discipline they do a bit of everything, all of them
0: mm-hmm. well that makes a lot of sense because they, you know I'm I'm assuming they don't get much turnout
1: uh, we all we always have outside paddocks so uh, they do actually every day go outside and they can socialize uh, between each other um
0: that's nice. But so they do have a
1: turnout. Yeah, no, no no matter which city we were, um we played in Sydney, we played in like complex major city in the world. We always had outside paddock. So um, I'm very proud to work for Cavalier for so long and that's definitely the care and the love that it gives to the horses and then the the pressures to have and the respect that make me stay for that long.
0: Yeah, and it was like fourteen years or something?
1: Uh I worked for ten years, but I think yeah the show is about like fifteen or sixteen years. Wow old. yeah.
0: Yeah, so I mean uh were you there from the beginning or
1: no 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 I joined I think five or six years after they started.
0: Okay. And Frederick was still uh it was still his show at that time?
1: No, Frederick was already gone. Uh not since a long time. I think Frederic, um put some principles in the show, it puts put um, a standing that we had to maintain mm-hmm. and everybody spies from the groom, um, from the groom to the management, uh, everybody really walk and pursuing the dream and the vision that Frederick and Magali put in the show.
0: Wow, that's amazing. What was like your favorite thing about being part of the show?
1: Um, You start to learn a lot, a lot of things with horses. When you finally realize that uh, you're changing environment every time, meaning that they are, they are your rock. Like this, they are the only one who stayed. Because I see people coming and leaving. I see different cities. I see different countries. I see different language and culture. The only reference that I had and never changed were the horses. Hmm. So you break that connection with them who make it um, very special and very unique. And also because uh, it's a show business. So we have to perform every night and uh, we have to make sure that the horses are still fresh and they're still willing to do everything. And uh, it's also very hard. Like we cannot buy horses one and two. It's very complicated to find horses when we are in Dubai or when we are in Hong Kong, Uh, those countries don't provide and don't have so many horses for sale. So, our horses become our world and they become our precious jewellery that we refuse to damage in any circumstances. So you have to find a way, a soft way, a respectful way to train them to make sure that you can keep them happy and for the longest time.
0: Wow, yeah. That's that's a really great part of the culture to get to experience.
1: So, yeah, it is pretty priceless. <laughs>
0: Um, when you, uh, when you were doing Cavalia and you were doing some of the trick riding and the Roman riding, uh, was it always the same horse that we're using or did you have have to have relationships with more than one horse?
1: Uh, I had two horses in, uh, in trick riding and two horses in dressage and Roman riding and Liberty in every discipline. Uh, sometimes just because we want to have backups.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So even if I was designed to work with that team, um, as the time goes, I become better and better. So I started to train other horses so we can have backups. And also, um, it's always interesting to change partner. And, you know, sometimes you can feel that your horse uh, start to get a bit tired or a bit sore from the shows that he had during the week. So before to actually get into injuries and huge problems, we decided to just give them a rest for maybe a day, maybe two, maybe a week yeah and uh so we rotated with other teams so mainly we have our own team of horses then we have to manage so we ride them every day every day all the horses are ridden during the day we took dressage dress every day with our equestrian directors and mm-hmm. um and then sometimes we just switch horses
0: okay and are multiple people riding the horses does it change who ride who exercises them
1: um, now in Cavalier, uh, in Cavalier to the Shoes and I was, because I know that NOVCO have a different policy about that. But uh, no, mostly we just keep, we just steal with our horses. But because we are horse rider, we also know that it's always interesting to see your horse being trained or being ride by someone else. Yeah. So we never be ashamed to ask for help. And like, sometimes people can be better than me in one discipline and then they, they help me and I can have more knowledge about specific things so i can take them horses too we really try just to do our best to grow and to train and to keep our horses happy
0: yeah i mean it sounds like you guys have phenomenal access to other trainers it's it's really unique that way
1: it is um i met a lot a lot of wonderful artists and a lot of wonderful horse people uh we had different trainer in dressage a different trainer in liberty in trick riding so yes, it's a it's a, it's a beautiful uh, repertory of artists and and horse people. So we were about to like just pull out the best of what we thought we need at that time to uh, to build our own method.
0: Mm-hmm. What level are people usually at when they start uh, working for Cavalia?
1: Um It depends. Um, I think to build a good working team, and that's uh, it was always the case in Cavalier. We had people who have a very advanced level and people who are um, more fresh, but very open-minded. Uh-huh. So it really depends. We have people, I mean, everyone, uh, everyone who joined the show was a performer before, was uh, an incredible horse rider. But sometimes you have very young people with not so much experiences, and you have other people who come who had a long career behind them. So it, it really depends.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Uh how how long do you have to practice before a show? Is it do you guys get like a lot of months to get your routine down?
1: Um so um, it depends. It depends on the tour schedule. We have usually two to three weeks before each city. No, before seven and ten days before each city, before starting each city to, um, to put the show together. So the big top is set up, everything is set up, and then we, uh, we arrive, and then we have between 7 and 10 days. But if the move is longer, if the, the time between the two cities, because we change countries or because the distance is, is long, uh, then we can have more time to start to retrain the horses, make sure that they arrive in shape and in good condition. The show is really demanding, so of course we cannot just have two days and expect them to give them best. Mm-hmm. So we always have, the, uh, yeah, at least seven days to ten days, maybe even more time to practice the act, uh, rears, and uh, get the horses back in shape. mm
0: mm-hmm. Are the do the horses travel on trains or on? They fly. They have to fly some, right? Because you guys went to China.
1: Plane, plane. Ninety percent of the time, ninety percent of the time is plane. Uh, the rare moment where we did travel by trucks was between because the distance was really close okay um we always uh, fly the horses it's a very interesting um thing to do uh, i was kind of scared at first and then finally i realized in plane are much better for horses to travel because this the landing and the takeoff is pretty flat um sometimes we get scared as human of the turbulences but horses don't get that. And a plane is very flat comparing to a truck and go uphill and downhill and crossing cities and have to stay stuck in the traffic. and So it is actually a very smooth ride and a very interesting thing to do with horses to just fly over the world with yeah. them. Yeah. Great.
0: How do you train them to be prepared for the plane?
1: Um, there is not really any way to train a horse to get uh, ready to uh to take a plane before we actually start to put them in but when they feel good and comfortable and i mean all the horses that we bought or uh, that we train already took um like went into trailers or into trucks so as i said it's much easier to put them in the plane than it is to uh sometimes to load them in a the truck
0: yeah do they uh do they ride next to like their horse friends or how uh is there any particular arrangement of the horses
1: yeah um for, um, for different um, purposes, we always put all our um, trick riding horses together and our dressage horses together and our um, um, bareback riding horses together and the liberty horses. So, of course, because they start to develop some connection between each other, like doing the act every night over and over again. So, of course, they, uh, they develop friendship and connection. So, yes, when we load them, we make sure that they stay between bodies.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, do you guys have to have any particular attire for the axe? Like, um, I mean, you're running through sand and sometimes there's water involved and um, how do you get geared up to, to be safe around the horses but also do your job?
1: Um, well, I would like to think that we are all professional enough so we do not really need so much protection for our own body. Mm-hmm. Uh, falling is not really part of the show most of the time um we do not do stunts, yet so no we do not have a special attire for us of course trick riders, trick riders and roman riders we are wearing um boxing shoes because mm-hmm. so they are soft and they light and then they allow to have nice line and to fit the ground comfortably other than that we do not have like a special protection no 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 Uh
0: huh. are the horses on any special kind of diet or anything
1: Every horse has his own diet, every horse has its own, um, own complement. Uh, so some have oil added to it, some have like mineral, vitamins, depending on the diet, depending on what they need. And it's also a diet with not three sets. So it's a diet. Then we have two veter- uh, technician veterinary who are uh, constantly with us on site. And then they uh, they make sure to keep a close look to the horses, and uh, adjusting the food
0: mm-hmm. depending
1: on how how
0: they are. Are most of the horses already trained before they start working for cavalia? Like I'm assuming the horses can't possibly be used to like the lights and the big top and everything. That um, but are some of the horses already performing in some kind of act?
1: No, no, not always. Uh, so we had horses who um, we do not. We had horses who was in the show before I arrived, uh, so those one was prepared, those one knew the job. But we bring a lot of brand new horses. They even have like few of them who was barely back broke. So uh. Uh, we we really did uh, some of the work from the beginning uh, with some of them.
0: Do you differentiate at cavalia between like riders and trainers?
1: Oh, we all riders and we're all trainers. Um, mm-hmm. I think when you, like, it took me two to three years to actually start to train a horse in Liberty and then bring him into the show. But uh, before that, uh, there is always people who are here who have experience, who have knowledge, and uh, they become the trainer. It's, it's just something who come together because of the necessity.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of the differences between Cavalia and other shows you've worked for?
1: Um, the main difference is really the respect and the love of horses. Uh, that um, also financially, like the the power of Cavalier, it's uh, it's a, it's a huge company, and then they have the funding to take care of the horses the best they can. Uh, I never seen that anywhere in my life before. Horses during between city get to go outside in beautiful stables in beautiful places, uh, so they get at least that that months, month and a half where they can run free, where they can be. Uh, I mean, it's it, it's a it's an incredible show. Um, the, it's the biggest sh- touring show on earth uh, since uh, now there's ODCO is even bigger, but before that it was Cavalier, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a huge huge industry. And uh, the love and the respect of horses we're always prior against anything else.
0: Yeah, who do you uh, credit as your mentor?
1: Um, it depends in which discipline um, I had, I mean, I look, uh, I didn't meet Frédéric Pinot in Cavalier, but I met him uh, in France a couple of times. I really liked the way he walked, uh, so he really inspired my work. I also worked with Sylvia Zerbigny, who is a beautiful artist and was very inspiring. Uh, so that's for the liberty aspect of the things. And in dressage, we had our equestrian director we had Benjamin Ayo, who was present. We had Ramon Molina. Uh, I have a few, few people who inspire me along my career. I don't have any specific name because I like to take the best of uh, of each of them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Did you make a lot of friends at Cavalier? Like, who were who are some people and some memorable experiences that you had?
1: Oh, I mean, 90% of my friends from now, because it's been the last 10 years of my life, are from Cavalier. I feel very lucky to have friends all over the world. Uh, It's very interesting because uh, I'm I'm laughing uh, really often about that. Um, When you have your birthday on Facebook, I'm still receiving messages for three days because the opening of the time zone, uh, (laughs) people still messaging me. So it's... uh, it was a very beautiful experience humanly and, and on the horse's voice.
0: That's awesome. Um, Someone told me that at Cavalier, you guys have to work with pretty hot horses. Um, And that was interesting to me because I had sort of anticipated you would need really quiet horses, but um, as I was understanding it, it's, you need the horses to be exuberant every day. So how do you find that balance between having horses that are hot enough to be performers, but then also quiet enough to deal with the surroundings?
1: Um, for me, there's no hard horses. Uh, every horse is interesting, and I think that's the beauty of it. Like we find ourselves who are very quiet or very slow horses, but when you put them in the discipline and in the training with... Um, who is good for them then they start to express and to show themselves i think a lot of people decide the discipline for the horse then they both, and i understand that and i totally respect that but if you take a horse who is made to do jumping and you put him in dressage maybe you will never see the sparkle in his eyes and that's what is interesting in cavalier. like my the last two or even the last three Um, horses and I train and then I've done the show with them in Liberty was actually Roman riding and trick riding horses. Hmm. And then when I put them in Liberty, they just start to express and to show something totally different. That's the beauty of Liberty also is many people don't do it, but it's the best way to find the happiness and the the, the expression of your horse because you stop controlling him. You're just proposing and then you start to see him moving by himself. And uh, and it's a beautiful thing to uh, witness
0: yeah um do you what are your thoughts about horses that tend to to pin their ears while they're doing liberty
1: um is um is a good to follow it's always something that we have to keep in mind but we have to be careful to not um be getting confused between a horse who put his ears back because they feeling comfortable and a horse who is um attracted by something else in his back, and also if you take a horse and you run running full speed, there is no horses who will ever run full speed with an ear front because the wind will just come inside. So we have to be able to read the signs and not misinterpret them. Mm-hmm.
0: Is that something, like her, for Cavalia, uh, do you have to ha- work specifically with horses that have their ears up for liberty all the time, or do you um, look for horses that have some attitude?
1: Um, we do have horses with attitude, of course, we do have that, and also because it's uh, changing every day because they are um, living animals, uh, they can be sore, and sometimes the soreness not create pain, but it can create a discomfort. And so from the outside, you could be like, oh, that horse seems to be in pain or seems to have something to say. So we do always respect that, and uh, we will never try to make a horse um, look different than the way it feels. Mm-hmm. Many times I changed my, uh, my routine, and that's the beauty of Cavalier also is been never, i ever never been pushed by the management or by the equestrian director to ask my horse to do an exercise and he was not comfortable with. Uh, and it's also interesting. Sometimes when we were in South Korea, for instance, um, it was really cold. The sand was really cold. So I decided to just remove the lay down of my routine mm-hmm. because the horse was not comfortable in it.
0: Yeah. And
1: uh, one never reproached me that. So we, um, if you pick your exercise wisely and if you are connected to your horse and then you can read him, then you just adjust your routine and you make sure that those bad behaviors don't happen.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Are there different principles that you have to have if you have a liberty act versus like a, a a liberty act with multiple horses versus a liberty act with like one horse? Uh
1: it is it is I mean for me the best way to successfully put together um liberty act with many horses is having perfect control on each one of them. So I do not like to start with six horses and just teach, and teach, and teach them tricks that they can do all together. I like to have like a special connection and then I start with one and I put a second one and a third one if I have to. But it's actually just an individual relationship with any of them. And then after that, we breed it up together as a trio or as a quartet or together.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: that is like taking care of your kids at the same time.
0: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, Well, if you had someone, a kid listening who said, like, one day I want to be in Kovalia, what sort of advice might you give them?
1: Um, My best advice would be don't walk towards a specific goal with your horses. Just do it with passion and love. Uh, that the key of success is something that I really value and something that I finally understand after all those years. Like every time that you work very hard to achieve a goal, which is showing yourself it's not going to work because it will not be sincere. If you're sincere with your horse, if you just do the thing for yourself to create a connection, to create a bond, to being able to be a better horse person, then things will come together at one point. Um, But it's not... um, and for me, working for Cavalier was not a goal. Uh, it came because I was sincere and honest to my horses. And I think that the best advice that I can give to people, don't fake, just do the thing because you believe in it.
0: Yeah, that sounds sounds like a good way of doing things. I mean, we all got into this because we love horses anyway. So yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. It was great talking to you.
1: Thank you, Kelly, and um, I hope to hear soon from you.
0: Yeah, we look forward to having you here in Oregon.
1: Okay, sounds great. Have a wonderful day. Bye. You too.
0: Bye.